Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Knowledge Panel, episode 16. And today we're talking about uh, SEO for YouTube and podcasts. And I guess it's going to be promotion as well. So welcome, everybody. Thanks to another uh, another episode. I've, I'm really quite excited about the panel I've got in here because uh, we, you know, I got I got a little bit lucky quite late on there uh, with the, with with the panel. Um, and I'm I'm going to I'm going to ask Emma to introduce herself first because uh, I think uh, yeah, you you seem to be famous compared to my world. You know, you're famous. You know. <laughs> Tell us about yourself, Emma. Hi, Dixon. Thanks. Um, I'm Emma Drew, um, Emma B. Drew, actually. And um, I have um, I've, I've founded a company called Online Media Biz. And basically, I consult on YouTube. And my background is that I am a YouTube creator since 2009. And I have um, a YouTube channel called My Vox Songs, which is ne- nearing um, 440 million views at the moment. And I've also had got a few other um smaller channels and um actually coaching on youtube at the moment so that's me so you know these are numbers you know you're in a b2c environment and uh and that it's incredible because uh you know i I work in b2b and those numbers are absolutely astounding so but one of my favorite uh one of my favorite webinar podcasts uh, YouTubers is is Dre. Dre, tell us about yourselves. I mean, you've, I've been on your podcast once, and it was fantastic. It was a whole different experience. What? Do you, tell us about yourself. Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Paul Andre Devera, aka Dre, and I run a show called the SEO Video Show on YouTube, where I curate SEO videos released in the past week into about one minute clips. I mean, my favorite part of the show is when I get to introduce my guests, and like like Dixon was talking about, I was great introducing him on the show. <laughs> so, so he did a he, he did a, a a thing where he was promoting the one where I was on his show and his video for the promotion was so good that that's been on my blog for the rest of my my days really as the on the, on the homepage so uh because I didn't you know I've got a TEDx presentation it's not as good as what he did so you know there we go Mark and Mark connects all the dots together the technology behind some of this stuff Mark tell us about yourself and where you come from hello everybody yeah I'm Mark Asquith I run a company called Captivate which is a podcast distribution syndication uh, marketing and monetization platform uh, so we allow independent creators to distribute their audio content, measure the efficacy of it, and of course, grow their audience uh, in innumerable ways. So we do that with tens of thousands of podcasters around the world and uh, serve hundreds of millions of downloads every single month. So we uh, we see the range of happenings in the podcasting world. It's brilliant. I think we've got a really nice, balanced, and real real expert panel here. We've got somebody B2C, B2B, and then tech side as well. Uh, but I can't go too much further without introducing my producer as well, who's not uh, is not a million miles away from being pretty cool himself on uh, – on, um, I don't know about cool, David, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> David, have I missed anything out? <laughs> you, you've, you've got a nice balanced panel. I'm the unbalanced one. So uh... – <laughs> <laughs> I, I just want to say to anyone listening on Apple Podcasts, on, on Spotify, make sure you try and join us live for next time. You can go to theknowledgepanelshow.com, sign up, try and be part, part of the live audience as well, and you can ask questions as well. And of course, if you're watching live, make sure you subscribe through your favourite podcast player, and um, hopefully you can uh, listen to past episodes as well. Fantastic. Thanks a lot, David. And uh, guys, before we jump into my own questions and stuff, what I wanted to do was just ask you, if, if you're going to uh, be a, um, a podcaster or a YouTuber, 
uh, and you've got one tip for SEO or one tip for for a promotion that you think uh, people you know haven't got time to to, to to wait the whole 45 minutes for, you know what would you go for? I'm going to jump with you, Andre. What, where would you go? first one tip for people to take away before they start one tip for seo is to definitely do your keyword research right you want to make sure if you want to rank on google you want your videos to rank on google make sure there are videos on google already ranking make sure the tab of, of videos are on the youtube search if you look at it if there's a tab that says videos that's really close to the very beginning those are great ways to go after and go after ranking for cool uh mark do you want to jump in Sure, I'm going to talk about this from a, a podcasting perspective. So many people do so many different things to try and butcher their way up the rankings. Um, the simple fact is that, that you know the main podcast apps out there right now are still only looking at podcast title, episode title, and author tag, and they're doing so in a very honest way. So they're not looking for keyword stuff in. They're looking for uh, quality content and, and, and very well thought out titling. Much uh, you know, speaking much to, to, to what Dre mentioned there about keyword research. So. Whilst that is subject to change and whilst that is developing every single day, those three things, your podcast title, episode title, and your author name are just the most vital parts. Great. Emma, got a thought? I think, yeah, sure. Um, I think coming from the kind of thumbnails um, um, perspective, if you think about the, the key things that you need to remember there is obviously your thumbnail has to be perfect and uh, maybe you should have like the text of your um your title on there but the, the key thing is to have your the words or the keywords in the title description and tags of your actual video and it's probably best to front load your title with the absolutely words so for example if you're doing something on um, baking a chocolate cake for example you want to say something like um chocolate cake um, for the best experience or something, you know, so you can be a bit creative. You don't want to be too dull. Um, but I think just get the, the word up front. Um, I don't know if you agree with me there, Dre, but you probably will have your own opinion on that. Oh, yeah. Well, you've got, you've got, you've got 400 million viewers, so <laughs> we're not going to argue with most of the things you're going to say, Emma. So. <laughs> yeah. We might all be think, under four, but uh, <laughs> I think that's, that's interesting. Though. The keyword research is, uh, is an interesting angle though because uh i think a lot of seos or even seos even people who you know reckon that they're you know pretty good at seo sometimes take keywords a little bit to you know they go too far down the i've got to go for this keyword because there's a lot of people searching for it but if this keyword is not relevant to what your content is doing then 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 please don't i mean i'm sure there's an awful lot of people that are searching for engines um and i do a search engine optimization podcast i should not be trying to optimize around engines because it's completely the wrong the wrong concept i mean dre do you see that happening do you people go you know a little bit too far down the keyword stuff and then try and try and right for something that's completely irrelevant oh yeah i mean this is something where i feel you should really 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 um go long tail right i mean this is where it's at because you're trying to with especially with videos youtube is an educational search you know search engine where you want to a lot of people search for how to's and stuff like that so that's something where you want to make sure you try to answer those questions with these long tail type of keywords okay so how to's is a good a good, good example yeah. i would guess on, yeah. on on here so uh and because and you do that really well with short videos as well don't you because yeah. because you can sit there give them a snappy quick answer to 
a uh, to a single question. Whereas, you know, I guess the knowledge panel kind of tries to go a little deeper into one subject for 45 minutes um, around search, obviously. <clears throat> You know, is is one is one approach better than the other? I mean, have you got any ideas of long form content versus short form, Mark? Because you've got a you've got some stats on this, probably. Uh, no, no, we haven't. Um, <laughs> it's really difficult to get. Um, what I will say is, um, you've got two distinct opportunities when it comes to podcasting. Um, you have the opportunity to go long form, and and if you think about how. Pretty much every single one of the the, the big three, four, five um, distribution outlets. So if we think Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Google, you know, if we think Facebook in the future, but we'll not talk about them for now. Um, the, the long form is is very very interesting to them because what they are doing is transcribing. We talked about this off air a little bit. They're transcribing the 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 the, the speech. You know, they're doing speech to text, and what they're doing is they're not making that transcript available. What they're doing is they're analyzing that for long tail. Um, so feasibly, if you if you are um, relatively well considered when it comes to creating your long form content, you, that one piece of thirty minute audio content could feasibly rank for a range of long tail keywords uh, in a related fashion. The other thing that you've got, which I think is fascinating, and this speaks to that point that Dre so eloquently made at the beginning about this video tab, is that because they're doing that, Google in particular is a huge opportunity for short form. Um, now. What they're doing is they're 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 forcing people to surface episodes as opposed to shows. So they they really aren't interested in subscriptions or follows. They are really interested, in, as we know, Google always are. Here's the answer to the thing that you've asked us. And if that happens to be in a short form audio bite, this is such a nascent opportunity. If you can you know do what you did with video, do the same with audio. So the reason that I say that, and I know it's quite a long. Um, digressive answer to a degree is that podcasting sort of falls into this weird area where you know youtube does really well with that entertaining shorter form content you know they sold cobra kai because tv companies do that better you know so podcasting is weird because there are people like us doing short form great content to, to rank and to do really well with it there's also law there's also business wars that are big narrative stories there isn't a space for short form podcast and long form podcast like there is for video so it's a really different approach i think that's oh really interesting because i mean if if you know obviously this is this this whole knowledge panel show is sponsored by inlinks and and inlinks is all about breaking text down into under underlying entities and concepts you know but if you're saying that you know uh that the google is going through our content listening to these words converting them into text then it's going to be running its natural ai over that content so it's going to easily break down what we're talking about into the underlying concepts so i definitely want to talk about you know internal links on this podcast i definitely want to talk about you know schema on this podcast uh you know i may be going a little bit off when i'm starting to talk about children's shows on the podcast but uh but you know it's it, the the content then becomes really really important does it because google can then very easily match what's been said on the show to the to to the to the query of the user to find that answer which is what they're trying to do i mean do, do, do you find uh emma when when people are coming through to your content do you find longer shows work or shorter shows or do you have a very very specific format uh well originally it was um very much sort of a three minute animated video so most of that would have been watched and and then things moved on um but i'm going to talk about the um the podcast that i have com com 
confessions of a youtuber because my my interviews are around 40 minutes to about 50 minutes and i recently thought that i should actually cut chop them up and break them up because it's like such valuable nuggets of information from from uh, i think about so far about 10 different very very high profile um youtubers but i haven't actually done the work to uh, the, the search engine optimization work because everything takes work right uh, and you have to rank it and i and i haven't got around to that yet um and i've even had comments on some of those videos the podcast videos because i put them on youtube and they're also uh, on um available on spotify and everything um and they've said oh i've just found this i can't believe i'm you know, CD Dog is on doing this interview and it's because I haven't done the work to get it up the search engine for people to find it. So people coming across the interviews and they've said, how come you've got such high profile people, but I haven't done the work. So it says a lot because basically there's lots of potential there and that's long form, but I did find that I need to chop them up probably and um, republish them as smaller smaller podcast that's something you do very well dre actually i think you know because because your your podcast they there there is a long form version of your of most of your podcasts but uh most people don't see that they see you tweeting a you know a 30 second segment for the for the whole thing i mean is is most of your promotion done around those 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 short segments or is it you know or is it the long you know the long-term seo that gets you your traffic? Oh, I do both. Uh, of course, long form, I've optimized all my descriptions and right when I go live, I mean, everything's there from the, you know, adding the keyword, the title to the thumbnail, to the descriptions, and even to things that I, those are for like the live streams, right? And um, when you cut these things up, yeah, you, you can really, really segment these things out now where Google is even doing, or even YouTube is now doing chapters, right? YouTube chapters. So I feel like the long form content is even, um, even becoming it can become more popular because YouTube, uh, Google and the YouTube are already going to chop things up in chapters and finding those key moments to share out. I mean, if you're not time-stepping yourself, they're going to do it automatically. And, and a chapter for you is, is what, is, is seconds, minutes, or, you know, do you, do you, so do you, how long would a chapter be in one of your epics, if that's what we're going to call it? <laughs> well, I mean, my, my, my chapters would be uh, the, the parts of the shows, right? Because, I mean, in the very, very beginning, I do like very snippets of different different types of videos that I co um, collect from the you know from YouTube. I mean, I've, I played some of Mark's videos on there, some sharing some of those videos. It's, uh, you know, you find the top videos and then I, I, I can clip those and have those as chapters or, you know, even as those as the timestamps. And then to the actual interview with what you share and stuff like that. So putting those timestamps in is something that you you spend some time on making sure you do yeah. right yeah you do that as well emma or, or, or you think you should <laughs> and you don't get around to it well i used to do it with my other one so i would do uh, big compilations i might have a 50 minute compilation of lots of nursery rhymes for example and i would timestamp that definitely um and then um with the newer one i'm just sort of warming up to sort of getting that one back off back off the ground um but I would definitely do that. But I'd have to listen to it again. I'd have to know that there were certain nuggets of information and I knew there was a nice clean break to the next bit of the um, uh, sort of the content so that it was properly chaptered, if you like. And that chaptering has it's fairly recent, I think, isn't it? So, um, yeah. Okay, so... so uh, well, let, let's let's move on to, the, to, to to this question that actually, Mark, you, 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 uh, you made obvious, really. Uh, I want to I want to do a better job of seeing which channels are giving me uh, exposure and which ones aren't. So I I, I go out and I, I, we 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 use Captivate to to to, to 
syndicate out to uh, to the different different channels. But I can't find any way really of um, comparing visibility between the channels. Are, there, are all the channels just keeping that? really tightly to themselves and not allowing you to build any APIs that can pick up the number of views on, you know, or listens on iTunes versus Spotify and things? Or is that just something that, you know, is, is everybody having this problem or is there some better ways that we can approach this? Well, I think it's, I think it's about breaking down what you actually want to measure. Um, you know, if, if we think about, you know, every, every outlet is a closed ecosystem. You know, let's 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 consider that every every one of the podcast directories is essentially a YouTube in and of itself. In insofar as it's got its closed walls, it's got its boundaries, it's got its inbuilt analytics. So you can inevitably get more data from those because you you know you can log into their platforms, Podcasters Connect, Spotify dashboard, and you'll get their information. Now, what a hosting platform tends to do is it'll measure the range across all of the outlets. So we get pinged with user agents, we get. We get uh, IP data. We get lots, lots of different data points that we can then compare and analyze. So we can tell you where your files have been downloaded, through what app, and so on and so forth. Like all, all that's kind of good stuff. Um, so yes, you can track all of that. That's that's kind of the the, the first thing. Um, what you can't tend to track very reliably is players, unless you control the ecosystem yourself. You can't you can't track drop offs. Like this this is why YouTube's a closed ecosystem. Um, if people listen on the web using the web player, you know, a podcast web player, we can track your drop-off data. We can track your repeated minutes. Like we can do all that stuff that YouTube does. And we do that a lot. Um, the Probably the more pertinent way to look at this from a promotional aspect is, you know, the, they're all results. You know, they're all outcomes. Well, I think there's a lot of missing data around click-throughs, um, around the efficacy of promotion and so on and so forth. So David absolutely nailed the wrong way to do it earlier. He um, he said, go and listen wherever you get your podcasts. That's about as measurable as, as like, I don't know, just spaghetti just floating around. How much is, how much do I need? Um, what you could do, David, using Captivate, is um, you, you, you we try and funnel links and, and your calls to action through something specific. So you could use something like, um, we've got attribution links. So if you say something like, Go to whatever, sparkofrebellion.com slash listen. We give everyone a listen link. That's tracked. And then things like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Amazon, Facebook, all those link clicks are tracked as well. So you can start to, you know, if you think about being marketers, you can start thinking about what's my funnel look like? What does my open rate and my click-through rate look like? Um I saw you doing the attribute. I, I saw the attribute thing on Captivate just before I came in because I haven't been, uh, you know, I'm I'm useless at my end of things because I'm a <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a link builder at heart. Um, but so we, so so you're doing these uh, these redirect links on on all of those and then tracking tracking clicks on those links. But of course, that's not that's still not going to get me a full picture, is it? Because there's going to be plenty of people who just will only ever look at Spotify and they're going to say, right, I want to go on to, on an SEO show or a, a kid's uh, kids nursery rhyme show or whatever. And they're just going to search that within Spotify, within the ecosystem. So it's still not going to give you a, um, a, a, a particularly um, effective uh, way of, of, of comparing different um, mediums, for example, because the, the medium is going to be affected by how many times you promote each attributed link on that basis. So 
it's six one half dozen another. I think. Yeah, it's a tough one because it's it, it's it, it's a tough one because of the 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 searches. You know, if someone, um, you know, there are two two lots of podcast listeners. Some people prefer um an, an integrated experience where my books, my audio books, my music, my podcasts are all in one place, and they're the Spotify people. We've seen demographic data about those very recently. Much younger people. Um, and then you've got the kind of more fragmented people that, you know, Apple music is where I get my music and Apple podcast is where I get my podcasts. And then it's behavioral search. A lot of people, what they'll do is, you know, you know, Google's the start page of the internet for my mum and, and for me, and probably for a lot of us. And, you know, so I'll, even then I search on Google and then it's actually Apple podcast that comes up and it, it, do I search long tail? Do I search show name? Do I search episode name? This is why podcasting is such a fascinating challenge. And, there are companies that are trying to solve this, you know, chartables and pod sites. But then when you start to overlay privacy problems that are going to start kicking in over the next year, um, you know, this is a huge, huge thing. It really is. It, it's fascinating. And I think I did, not to take too much time, but the key thing here is for the creator to own the journey, you know, to, to almost control as much of that yeah. journey as you can. Which is what I'm trying to do with the name of the show in the first place. So call it, you know, calling it the knowledge panel is related to the industry sector that I'm in. You've got SEO video show, Dre, and you're trying to trying to own the the space by the the name of the show is trying to own the space as well. Uh, you know, so and you get you've got the you know confessions of a uh, of a YouTuber, pretty much the same thing there. Uh, you, you, you're trying to get the insider track on on YouTubers, uh, and so I think yeah, owning the show name is is probably your best bet um at owning the uh owning the market that you're in um over and above just 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 the keywords although dre you've done both obviously in that one uh, as well but uh, but even so you know so I, I just i just before i kind of i hadn't realized i don't think that google search on podcasts has got enough market share yet for themselves and the reason i say that is i, I put in uh seo podcasts into into google now maybe because i'm sitting in malaga at the moment not in not in you know in the uk or the us but uh i you know uh, and and I didn't get any adverts coming back. That's usually a sign that Google doesn't think they've got enough market share yet. Because, because uh, um, you know, it came back with a, a nice carousel of, of, of SEO podcasts. It came back with a, a bunch of uh, organic results, but no paid results, which suggests to me that people are not looking on Google for podcasts, which leads me to say, well, is that right? Or do you think a lot of people are? And if they're not, you know, where are they looking? I'll go, I'll go Dre for that. If that's all right. So I'll come to you, Emma, because um, I left you here because I was going all techie on SEO. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and we'll go and find out where they do look because they're going to be looking on YouTube. Well, <laughs> I mean, personally, when I look for podcasts, it is from on on my um on my Spotify and on my um my Google Play or my Google Podcast um app on my phone. So that's where I personally like look for certain podcasts, not necessarily Google. Yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. So they really haven't got the market share yet, or maybe they're getting it from Google Play. You know, Emma, where where do you think people are going? Where where do you think the market share is? Who well, I think first strings. Well, I, I, I think it's like in my case, I would look up in uh, Spotify or my podcast app on my phone. Uh, I would go directly there. I think in the case of my own podcast, um, I wasn't sure. I had a lot of um, anxiety about where people were going to find this. People aren't going to search Confessions of a YouTube, for example. Um, however, that's why I then transferred it onto YouTube 
because it's obviously huge in terms of, and I, I actually knew how to do the SEO, even though I haven't really been very good at it at the moment, but um, I know oh, we, the back end. I know how we all to... have cobbler's shoes, uh, so, so <laughs> don't feel bad about that. <laughs> I've got work to do, but um, but yeah, so, um, so that's why I thought, well, I need to expand it, so I'm going to throw it on what I know, but I do believe that... Um, People will probably, and I maybe need to step up my SEO on my podcast, on um, yeah, on podcasts and Spotify and all that kind kind of thing, because maybe they are looking up uh, YouTube podcasts and stuff. I mean, Mark, do you have, do you have no uh, no relative market share? Because you've got all those. Well, do you have market share at least in how many um, uh, of your customers are um, publishing to each of those different channels? Because because I mean, how many channels do you? you published to about 15 10 15 of them oh more than that it's anywhere that supports rss yeah there's, there's hundreds of them um yeah apple and spotify are dominant that's that's a fact you know we, we see that we know that um and it's it's a it's a it's a widely reported industry stat that spotify is catching up amongst a certain subtype of people um and it's i think this is the this is the thing i think what we, we we have to really understand with podcasts is that podcasts are an entertainment medium as much as they are a learning medium like one of the biggest challenges in podcasts is entrepreneurs getting into it and selling podcasts as some golden entrepreneurial bullet it's just rubbish and the, the fact of the matter is it's it's a content channel like anything else however with podcasting like i said earlier you've kind of got all of this content the entrepreneurial the short form the teaching the education mixed in with like Jerry Anderson doing First Action Bureau and um, originals from Wondery and Dr. Death and Inside Star Wars. And so people's behavior tends to focus less on problem solving searches in, in, in certainly in what we've seen recently. And there's much more of a mix of, right, where do I get my audio entertainment when I get it, which is when I'm running, which is when I'm at the gym, you know, back in those days in about 2009, where do I get it when I'm driving? Where do, so it's different. I need quick access because I'm usually like driving or doing something. I'm at a red light. Where do I get this next thing? Um, so we know Apple and Spotify, they're the big ones, you know, you can distribute to everywhere. Um, but Apple and Spotify are the big ones. Um, and the key thing is that behavior, um, you know, a, a really great example of this is last week I was I was talking to someone, got no traction because they were putting the guest name first in their episode title. Uh, unless I know the guest, I you know I'm I'm not going to do that at a red light and think who's this person. So we've got to hook people. You know, that's a very big distinction. Well, it, I guess it's I great if you're uh, if if your guest is really famous, uh, and then you know somebody's saying you know give me a video by you know I don't know choose famous person here i won't whatever i say i'll annoy somebody so i won't say anyone uh but um but but i guess then that as you say it doesn't give you any traction for your own show because you're not building up your own brand you're just feeding off the brand of the person that, that, that that's coming in as a guest i guess is that what you're saying Mark? and you know, you're not also going to get the click i mean you know even large guests don't really they don't really affect things unless you've got a large audience because, it, you know, as a percentage, if I got Arnold Schwarzenegger on my show, there'd still be as many people know about my show as if I didn't have Arnie on there. You know, so there's a, it, it, that sort of doesn't matter. It's it's whether his audience knows or if I get Gal Gadot on, it's whether her audience knows. So I think that the point that I'm getting at there is that it's more about the quick hook insofar as I'm driving, I've got my screen, my little car play screen. Um, in that example I told you earlier, they put the guest name. And then after that, they'd hidden just this absolute bullet of a gem. 
which was they put the title that no one could see and it was there is no vaccine for homelessness and this person was a photographer that photographed um the homeless to raise awareness and, and for charity um and got really under the skin of some of the causes and the challenges like they swapped that to the front of the title and just instantly the downloads started going up because like that's really telling um, <laughs> Yeah, Emma, you've got some really, you've had really big guests on your show. I think some of your shows, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah I have. So, so, um, so do, do do the do the do those guests bring in an audience of their own, or not so um, much? Uh, not so much, actually. Um, it's it's you know things happen very very fast, and obviously, if you send someone the link, um, they'll try and push it out, and they do at the you know they do at the time, but it's not something that sort of lasts very long. If you like, it's sort of a moment in time, and. And then people are on to the next thing. So, um, but I think the great thing is because once you've got the content there and if you do chop it up and it's still relevant and say some of the tips that they give, um, I think that's when it can become val valuable. So you can then take out a snippet and then you can send the new podcast link, for example, or the YouTube link, or whatever to them and then they'll be like yeah sure and they'll tweet it out whatever so that that could be helpful yeah i think that's something you're sorry dre oh no no i say I'm, I'm that total opposite i'm banking on your guys' names i got a bunch of um searches from dixon jones on on my channel um <laughs> so, I, so I, I think i think seo is such a smaller niche a smaller industry where i think like certain individuals like people wanted to actually listen to dixon jones ren fishkin you know neil patel people, i get those i get those searches and um, traffic from those type of searches on for my channel yeah okay yeah. I'm sure I wasn't a very big draw, but thank oh, you yeah. very much for being kind, <laughs> Ray. I, it's, uh, that, that's great. Um, but, but one of those things you said in the car, I, you know, it just strikes me that voice search sounds to me like something that we really need to understand as well if we're in in this this world, because people in cars anyway are going to say. Alexa or Renault or Audi or whatever. Okay, Mister Car that talks to me or Mrs. Car that you know that that plays whatever I need, and then just going to say something, you know. Um, so uh, you you've got to have something that is picked up by Alexa, I would guess, or uh, tools like Alexa and Okay Google. Um, do, you, do, do you do you do anything with that? Has anybody done anything with that to try and make sure that uh, you know? If Dre, if they say you know, if I if I if I get in my car. Well, if my car was clever enough to have a, uh, a, a a way to speak to it, I don't know if it does. I don't know. I don't use it. I'm 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 approaching sixty. I've I've gone to the end of my tether really now. Uh, but it, you know, if if I if I got in my car and said, uh, "Hey, uh, hey, car, play the SEO video show." Would your would your uh, show come up? Do you think it should? I mean, when I've when I've actually did it to my Google Home, I actually play with it. Hey Google, play Paul Andre on YouTube. Um, my actual personal channel goes up with my lo-fi videos that I put out, the music videos okay. I put out. Um, Lovely done, very clever. <laughs> Okay, we'll say that yours works then, Dre. <laughs> what about you, Emma? I mean, if, if somebody reads out your your show on Alexa, does it work? Uh, I haven't actually tried that, and I won't say anything now because it might just go off. But um, um, no, I'll have to give that a go. But I think I think Alexa, certainly... play Emma B. Drew's <laughs> playlist. <laughs> If you said, um, you know, if it was like My Vox Song, because that's quite um, an old brand, it's, it's very much uh, probably indexed and it's it's been there for years on Google. So that would that would definitely show up. Um, okay. But I, I, it strikes me that as we move forward, 
yeah, that's the only way people are going to really engage with the, with these things. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how it is in the states, Dre, but the uh, right now the my my TV is so disjointed. When I try and go and see a show, we got BBC iPlayer here, we got ITV Hub here, we got Netflix, of course, and Amazon Prime and stuff like that. And it's really hard. I can't. There's, they're not all joined together. So trying to get to my show seems to be like pressing buttons all over the place. Uh, obviously, I haven't got a I haven't got a monitor for my uh, sorry a keyboard for my uh, my my TV. So it's going to end up that I'm just going to talk to a Google or a or an Alexa to try and get my show. Um, so we should probably maybe just just bypass the keyboard altogether now, shouldn't we? I don't know. I don't know. Too philosophical then. <laughs> well, anything, yeah. I think search, right? I mean, for me, I mean, as being an SEO person, I mean, I'm I'm fascinated with search, so <laughs> I'm trying to optimize for everything. Of course, yeah, yeah. So, so you wanted to jump in, Emma? Yeah, no, I was actually going to say, uh, when it comes to TV, it seems like um, a really, really antiqu- antiquated way of kind of doing things because there's such a disconnect between uh, your life, searching on your phone and talking to Alexa or, or um, Google or whatever, and then you've got your TV. And it suddenly you go back 10 years and go, what, I have to type a word with a remote control and I just give it to one of the kids to do because I've got no patience to do that. Um, And you're just sitting there wishing that you could just talk to your TV and say, just get this show on or whatever. Um, So there's lots of opportunity there, definitely. And, and also we watch a lot of YouTube on TV. um, And I, and I think the same is, I think the same applies with that, but looking for stuff on there, it's so uh, cumbersome. I don't understand why it has to be like that. Okay, I'll, I'll move on a little bit and, and ask a uh, uh, move move sideways on now because I kind of went a little bit off tangent a, 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 a bit, but I still think voice chat is the future um, for for podcasts. Yeah. It's got to be. Uh, but uh, but uh, can I talk, ask about cadence? Um, how important is it to get your podcast out regularly? How important and 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 if if regularly, how often do you do it? Um, you know, do you wish you did it faster? Do you always do it on the same day of the week, month, whatever year? Um, you know, uh, have you got? Well, I'll ask Dre and, and and Paul, but maybe Mark, if you've got some stats in there of of what people generally do, that'd be interesting as well. If you don't, that's fine, or if you can't give them, that's fine as well. Uh, but Emma, how, I mean, how often do you get your podcast out? Do you try uh, to do well, look, the regular? Look, this is the real confessions of a YouTuber because as a YouTuber, I haven't done one in over a year and uh, before COVID. Um, and I've been doing them, I think I've been doing them at least uh, once every three weeks or something like that. And because they're quite long, it was quite an investment of time. Um, so I'm, I want to get back. So actually, I'm interested to hear what your answer is there. Okay. But the difference is, of course, you've already got how many up there already so you've got an awful lot up there with an awful lot of impressions and views which are generating traffic organically i would imagine uh well i have i mean so the that the kids channel is very separate from the confessions of the youtuber so the the kids channel is um like say my old audience and i don't work so much on that youtube channel anymore because i am now entering the world of adults and talking to youtubers and creators and influencers and so i want to uh impart my knowledge of how they can move fast on YouTube and and use all these techniques, SEO in particular, a lot of people um, that a lot of people kind of find it quite daunting, especially my audience. 
So I'd just like to simplify it. So okay. okay, I'm putting mine out. Well, we're putting this one out one a month, and I'm putting another one okay. out on sort of, but on a, on a sort of with a different different tangent, different subject um, uh, every other two weeks. But that's about as much time as I can invest. That's my problem. Uh, Dre, I know is investing a lot more time on the whole thing. You know, I, I mean, how how often are yours going out? I do something every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, on YouTube, I post uh, three times a week. On the on the first um, on Monday, I promote like my promotion of what everyone learned last week and then what's going to be happening this week. And then on Wednesday, I will post like a, a clip from from the last last week's show to play on. And then on Friday, I go live, and it's consistently every Friday, 12 p.m. Because I want to have that the most amount of visitors uh, and watch viewers on the time I watch. Right. So. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So you're going out every week, Friday noon Pacific time, no doubt. Yeah. So, you know, so you're kind of trying to catch the, the end of the day is in the UK and, uh, and, and, uh, and people there. I mean, is that, is that typical Mark? Are people going out sort of a weekly, monthly, or is it, uh, or is it absolutely disorganized? Uh, it's disorganized. Um, it, 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 when you look at the industry, it's disorganized, but what the, the, there's a consistent theme of consistency that works. So what I mean by that is that if you choose a schedule and you stick to it and you communicate it, 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 it tends to work well. Again, it's like a TV show is a great example of this. Like um, Cobra Kai doesn't perform any worse than Coronation Street and the schedules are different, but they're always consistent. Um and, and, and a movie will perform just as well as, as a TV series, you know, uh, because of the consistency and the type of media. So I think one of the challenges that people um, find with podcasting is that they measure the wrong number. So unlike YouTube, and, and when you talk to, to fantastic YouTubers like you guys, you you look at the, the, the number of, um, or you look at the range of analytics per video, you know, and you look, is that going the right way? And then obviously you step back and you look at the bigger picture as well. What podcasters do wrong most of the time is they don't look at that individual data. So they just want to up their monthly downloads, which then dicks and leads to people going, I'm going to do 1500 a week because then they get one download because everything auto downloads, you know, on Apple, for example, they get a download per episode and it inflates their monthly numbers. And then the wonder sort of, well, why can't I get a sponsor? Why can't, why, why am I getting no engagement? And it's because the big number is the wrong number. Um, once a week is the average. I will say that once a week is is the average. Yeah, I know I should do it for a lot more, but I haven't got the energy. <laughs> and what sort hard. of length would you say is the best length or the average length? The average length, and this is just according to our own platform data, is around 20, 25 minutes. Um, I have recently had a couple of experiments with my show where I used to be, um, I sort of I created this show, like educating on podcasting that was really just to experiment with it, right? So I did it three uh, three days a week, short form. That was two years ago. And now it's once a week, long form. And I get more downloads. Um, I get more people downloading it when I do one episode every two weeks as opposed to all of that other stuff that I did. Um, okay. And now I think that that, Emma, is because of um, it staying at the top of the feed for much longer. So when people come into the feed, they're like, oh, okay, this must be oh, they'll play the most recent one, basically. Exactly. Okay. 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 Yeah. Makes sense. 
Okay, so I get I, we, we're nearly in time already, but uh, I, I got I wanted to get two questions in. One is getting links to your podcast a good thing, and if so, where do you link it to? Do you link it to the Captivate page, or do you link it to the uh, to the you know? Well, is there a Spotify link? I don't know. Uh, and then the, the other question is uh, promotion. If you're going to do some paid promotion, does that help things? If you give something an injection by paid advertising for your own show. Does I'll, start, I'll go with that question because I think it's a, a, a more relevant question to everybody. If if I put up a show, well, I'll tell you what I do do is we put up a show and then we will spend a little bit of money on Facebook promoting the show on the podcast to give it a little bit of a buzz so that um, the the Spotify's or the Facebooks or the whatever can can sit there and say, yeah, there's some traction for this, in the hope that it will then you know catch on to some kind of organic stuff. But I've got no idea whether that's a good idea. All I can do is work out whether people are clicking on the the link to watch the show, and I can't take any long term metric from there. It's is that a good idea or a bad idea, Paul? What do you you know? What do you reckon? For me, uh, YouTube. That's 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 awesome. I mean, I actually do it myself. And it's something where you actually, um, there's something where they say, you know, you promote something within the first 24 hours and it'll, it'll show up within the algorithm. Uh, I, I actually do, I actually do for videos that don't go live, I'll actually promote them as unlisted and then trying to get them some views first and then, um, then oh, publish okay. them. And okay. then, you know, what happens, I've, this is where I get a lot of my traffic is by doing the strategy of uh, putting little, just little ads. Um, my videos become suggested, like I organically become suggested videos on top of other videos. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's doing the, 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 the little ones. Yeah. Okay. Emma, have you ever played around with that or are you just, you deal with such big stars that, you know, you don't need to do that. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, um, I, I mean, I, at the moment, it's still a case of, I get very confused as to which podcast link I should put um you know it's just not the straightforward because I've worked on YouTube for so long it's so straightforward so it's such a learning curve really I have to say that uh, and it can be a bit daunting sometimes so at the moment all I'm doing is I will put my YouTube podcast link in whatever promotion I'm doing and it just makes it easier for me because I actually get quite confused fair enough and Mark I'd say you you're going to say just whatever you do use attribution linking <laughs> i think just use something you can measure i mean you can measure um right. you know you, you can measure the efficacy of sending to the youtube version of the of the audio and then you know mm -hmm. put the the the, the, the subsequent di directory links in the description i mean that yes. you would get the same or a, a, a similar level of top level measurement from that one mm -hmm. now um for so i'm speaking purely to the audio apps here i'm not talking about running ads you know on facebook and social through to youtube i'm talking here is podcast episode on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That doesn't work. Um, now, what it does is it gets clicks because inevitably that's how it will work. But what it doesn't do, it, it's it's proven. Uh, we've just been doing some work on this actually. It's proven that simply does not result in listeners, and it doesn't return. It doesn't return much. Um, if if you have budget for that, if you've got 10, 15, 20, 30 bucks a day, however you know whatever a dollar a day, it doesn't matter spend that money on cross promotion, find other podcasters. Um, there's another a whole talk we could go into on this one, but um, spend that money on cross promotion right now as it is. And, and what to, to the point of where you put your bat links, so what you're saying is I've got to get Dre and Emma on my show. That's what I need to yes. do. That's <laughs> 
and then do a feed drop do a feed drop into their into their uh, podcast uh, feed Dixon so put your trailer in Emma and Dre's feed oh vice versa I'll be I'll be on to you Dre absolutely I'll be on to you Quid <laughs> Emma probably quote. doesn't want my feed but <laughs> <laughs> probably won't work for the uh, for her audience but there we go uh, guys uh, we're already nearly at the at time so David uh, just before we uh, we we uh, end the show what's happening next time round on on our next show. And when is it? Sure. Okay. Next time round, we have got on Monday the 15th of November, 4pm 4 GMT, uh, we've got a show called WordPress versus Custom versus Easy Site Builder. So we're going to be exploring the pros and cons of SEO for different types of site builders or whether you're more efficient, not using any platform at all, just coding everything from scratch. Panelists from that one uh, so far include John O'Alderson and also Russ Jeffrey from Duda. I'm going to have another panellist for that one as well. So 15th of November at 4pm GMT for that one. Fantastic. Brilliant. Guys, uh, I really appreciate you coming on. I I, I know it's it's uh, it, you know, it's a lot of work that everyone puts on when they're coming onto the panels and stuff. And I do I really do appreciate it. Uh, I've 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 enjoyed a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. I've learned a lot. Uh, I've also realized that I have a lot more to do for promoting my own channel. Um, and uh, I'm going to be putting some of these ideas into place. So uh, just before we go, um, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, how can they do that? Um, Dre, obviously, it's the, the SEO video show. Yep. Just search video SEO on YouTube. You should find my channel. Uh, if you want to do some uh, YouTube rankings, go search YouTube ranking factors on Google. You should find that video that I actually put out there. Um, be sure to check that out, seo.video slash checklist. I have all the video SEO tips. Fantastic. Mark, how do they find you? Oh, the quickest way is, is, is just... Twitter at Mr. Asquith. I can help with any podcasty related stuff. So at Mr. Asquith on Twitter. And Emma, you've just written some books. Do we go and find uh, that? Show yeah, the books. Well, <laughs> do the plug. <laughs> yeah, there's the plug. That's one actually for kids who are about nine plus. Um, that's called How to Start a YouTube Channel the Easy Way with Charlie and Friends. A little little peek into that. So I spent most of COVID uh, lockdown doing that book and uh, released it earlier this year. And I've actually just released. I'm releasing that this week. It's uh, the ultimate one-hour YouTube channel starter kit, and it's for people who really sort of want to, obviously, clearly want to get started, but want to get started in the right way. And you can, I'll be putting up on my website called um, it's onlinemediabiz.com, and uh, you should find that there. And I'll, uh, you can follow me on um, at Emma Drew Biz on Instagram. So. Um, and also, if you look up Confessions of a YouTuber on YouTube, you'll find uh, the the podcast and um, you'll find it on Spotify and, and Apple and all of the rest of it. I wasn't very good at promoting Definitely going to listen to one or two of them for sure. <laughs> Guys, thank you ever so much for coming on. Uh, when the when the live button stops on this, uh, we can still stay on for a couple of minutes if you, if you want to. But uh, uh, everybody else out in, in internet world, thank you very much for coming along. Thanks very much for listening. And uh, see you for the next uh, Knowledge Panel show.